<laughs> yeah, Bella being like, <gasps> when she Googles cold, cold ones, one. she would probably get a lot of beer commercial images. Cold ones. And it's Nowadays. like, bud. He yeah. was a bud. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you are. Say it. Corona. Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explained Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends... Submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate, slash, review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is the place you come to hear a cesspool of spoilers, if you don't want certain things spoiled for you, please click away and go look at our Instagram or Twitter at We Explain Movies for those spoiler timestamps. This week we will be talking all about Game Night, so if you haven't seen that yet and you want to, click back on us later when you have seen it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you'll like it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we start every week off with, uh, what did you watch? Mm-hmm. What did you guys watch this week? Well, uh, per our, our uh, last recorded podcast, I watched Fargo. Yeah. Um, been really killing the game with that Buffy. How far are you now? I'm almost done with season two. I have like nice. two episodes left of season two. I'm excited about because how many episodes are in those? Like a 24? I think it was like 21. Oh, okay. yeah, I think it's like 21 or 22 this season. Um, getting excited because I think season three is when it starts to pick up, like quality wise, okay. <laughs> and like things get a little more dramatic and um, dynamic. So I'm looking forward to that. Introduce some more characters. Pretty excited. They just get more mature, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, really haven't had that much time to watch anything else. So, Fair. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first, because I think I have a lot to make up for all three of us. I watched a lot of stuff this week, Oh, you good. Guys. Great. I yeah. haven't watched anything. Yeah. No, that's not true. You watched Mary Queen of Scots per our last podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had exactly enough time yesterday morning to watch the 22-minute series finale of Broad City. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, so you know what? It's over now. I'm sorry. I didn't... So- we didn't talk about... Get Out. Shrill. Oh, we watched Get Out, and we watched Shrill, the oh, new Shrill? show. It's um, A.D. Bryant from SNL. It's her new show. Oh, yes. It's very, very short. Yeah. We, we watched it in one sitting because we thought there was going to be more. Yeah. Um, how many episodes are there? Six. Six. You watched them all? They're around like, like 22, 20, yeah. 22 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, you it really, was really liked good. it? We were cackling yeah. out loud. It's awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. Yeah, I really liked cool. that. Um, and then, what were you saying? We all what? watched Get Out together. Yeah. Immediately after recording our last podcast, we were like, we're not sleeping. <laughs> That's right. Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> yeah, I even bought it. I was like, no, we spend. We yeah. watch. It's such a good film. And yeah. it was, that was really cool. I liked watching that. That was a really so, yeah. fun time watching it with you gals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just kept pausing it, too, to go, oh, this thing because of this. Oh, love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um... So, I, yeah, you I better not have watched all of that. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh my god, there's like 20 films on <laughs> I here. Gonna, I was like, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I, I was like, guys, I skipped work all last week to watch this. <laughs> no, I um, actually started picking up Mr. Robot again. I even did Amazon 30 day free trial because the Amazon of whose we were using, apparently they don't have Amazon Prime anymore. So, <laughs> so now I did the free trial and I watched one episode of Mr. Robot. So I'm going to try to finish that season at least and then maybe 
I don't know, take another break. So far, I'm not loving season two as much as season one. Oh, that's, a, that's really I sad. I mean, he's amazing, and there's some good stuff going on, but it, I just season one really had me hooked, and now yeah. they, they kind of achieved the goal of season one, so I'm waiting for the new goal, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which they haven't really established yet. And I finished Kill Bill 2 with Riley on Friday. Oh, cool. Which was really exciting. Uh, <laughs> it's funny watching movies with her because the things that I think typical audience members normally go, oh, no way, she goes, what? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for example, when she finds out that the daughter's alive, she's like, what? The daughter's alive? And I'm like, be excited. Her daughter's alive. <laughs> Um, I also showed Dakota Won't You Be My Neighbor. Nice. Uh, I think it was last Sunday. You've seen it, Kimmy? No, I haven't, but oh. that commercial makes me weep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The commercial, you guys, the commercial. <laughs> it's really awesome. It's just, if you watch it and the whole time you're just, man, humanity can be good again. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very sweet. Christian came over on Monday and we all watched Pulp Fiction because oh, cool. Dakota and I have been wanting to watch it. We've both only seen it once and we both felt like we didn't appreciate it very much the first time. Apparently, it's one of Christian's top five favorite movies oh. and he loves Quentin Tarantino. It's his favorite Tarantino film. Um, so we watched Pulp Fiction and I think I, I liked all the humor better this time, but as far as an overall movie, there's just a lot of it that I... I don't know, kind of drags for me. And yeah. it's a decently long film. And then I realized when the film was over that the version on Netflix is has a bunch of scenes cut out of it. You're That's kidding. Weird. Like the one with her behind the camera where she says, do you listen or wait to speak, was not in the film. And I was very upset because that's my favorite line of the film. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that. Oh, I watched Vox Lux for the podcast. And that's like five Dang, whole movies. Kaylee. Wow, good job <laughs> good for you. Bust them out. Bust them out. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we start our game night discussion, we like to ask related questions. And Kaylee and I are the ones who saw game night, and thus came up with the following questions. Um, the first question, because like this is kind of my answer to the first question, but uh, oh, I, 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 have, I have another answer. the The question we came up with is. What is your favorite movie cameo? Mm-hmm. Because, boy, does this one have a good yeah. one. And we'll really? talk about it later, Kimmy. <gasps> Once we get to it, I'll let you yeah. do the I do the love cameos. Spoiler alert, it's not Laura Linney. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's got really good cameos. So. <laughs> I almost wanted to make a joke that I was going to give it away. Think of, think. Oh, wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. So, go ahead, whoms. Who wants to go first? Sharing your favorite movie cameo. You. Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for mine, I'll do honorable mentions first, because in, in, in all of them that I've thought of, I only have comedies, because I think comedies just lend mm. itself to the... Yeah, totally. The, yes. the cameos just lend itself to the genre so much of, of knowing your whole audience will go, oh, totally. yeah! It, it's so. kind of, especially, I mean, obviously there are dark comedies and things, but yeah. if you have a drama and you bring in a weird cameo, it's going to kind of ruin that part of your drama. Oh, big you time. Know? Yeah. So. Um, so my honorable mentions um, because they they really buried the lead. I didn't know that they were going to be in this movie, mm. which was really cool. Um, is Bill Murray in Zombieland? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know he's not my favorite person, but like it's just so fun, and he really let them just do whatever, and it was so playful and mm-hmm. and a really good time. And then um, my other 
honorable mentions, it's big casts, so like it's just a whole bunch of mess of cameos, is the opening scene of This is the End. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That is really good. It's so funny. Yeah. Seeing all these different celebrities interacting with each other, and like, Minnie Kaling gets pushed into a hole, uh, <laughs> Michael Sarah slaps Rihanna on the butt, and she yeah. slaps him across the face, <laughs> and it, I always think of that line he has of like, who took my cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I found it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Um, so I really liked that. My other one was Pop Star Never Stop Never Stop. Oh, that one's great. Full <laughs> like of cameos. Pink's cameo and Emma Stone's cameo. Um, DJ Khaled. They're just all so good. Cameo. Just, yeah, and just um, I like that some of them are playing themselves and some of them are not, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just full of really really good ones. My actual answer. Oh, I'll say it might be an honorable mention, but Zac Efron in The Disaster Artist. <laughs> Oh, such a good part. Oh, that I'm is a good stupid. part. I didn't recognize him. Oh, really? <laughs> Took me way too long. <laughs> he's like in the trailer. Didn't. He's got a mustache. Didn't know it was him. Every <laughs> actor in that movie is yeah. just on point. They yeah. really are. What a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to own that film. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wrote down just a bunch because I couldn't quite decide. So, I think my favorite one... I think I have to go with this one, even though we were just doing a PSA on how we don't like him uh, in Fantastic Beasts. 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp was so sick, because I do really like when movies pay homage to the original work by having a cameo of the original stars. Oh, he was in that. Yeah, in the TV show. I didn't know that. And so I think that is really cool, and just the fact that he was there the whole time, it wasn't like Fantastic Beasts, where they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was Colin Farrell, and yeah. now it's Johnny Depp. Yeah. This one, it was just him in makeup, and you didn't know. Like, you were looking at him the whole time, and then yeah, you found yeah. out it was him. That's super cool. A uh, big honorable mention goes out to Thor Ragnarok, because I was so <laughs> shocked by Matt Damon. And then yes. I found out after the fact that the guy playing Thor is Luke Hemsworth. Oh, nice. So that's just, that's so random and fun. Yeah, that is fun. Mm-hmm. All right, so my honorable mention is Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper in Force Awakens. Mm. I, and I guess the story is that he just kind of walked onto set because he was filming in another, sound, in another soundstage. And he was like, can I be in this? And they were like, sure. What is he doing? He's in, he's the one where Ray uses the force on him and he says, you'll leave your weapon and, un, you know, undo the door. That's like, him? And he goes, yo, I'll give you my weapon. Yeah, it's Daniel Craig. So they never show him? He's just They no, never show so him. so silly. Yeah. Like that. It's good. But my real choice, and um, maybe it's because we've been watching a little bit of X-Men lately, but Hugh Jackman has a great cameo uh in X-Men First Class. He does. Where it's Professor X and Magneto going out for the first time together to find mutants to join their team, Mm -hmm. and they come across a bar, and they've located Wolverine, and they go into the bar, and there he is, classic cigar in hand. They say, hey, so what we're... And he goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, the big montage of them asking everyone, and then all of a sudden... Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's that a good one. Funny. Wow. Good. <laughs> He's such a through line for all those movies until yeah, all the way yeah. through Logan. It's just like, it was just so earned. It was great. Yeah. Can we get the next question? Uh Movies that severely lean into the theme of the movie, either with style or with content or with both, because Game Night does that a lot with the theme of just games in general. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's really cool. 
Cool. And for this one, I had a different answer, and then I, it just popped in my head, and I was like, no, you. So honorable mention, I will do what I was going to say. Honorable mention is kick-ass, mm. which I've already had be an honorable oh. mention in the past. So then I think I know what you picked. Interesting. Maybe not. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> um, they do, you know, that they, they have the comic book writing in the bottom corner that says "Meanwhile" in their transitions, um, and it just feels like an, a very nice, pure superhero coming of age story, kind of like the way Into the Spider Verse does. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that heavily leaned into his style in the coolest way possible. Um, but my actual answer is Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah, the World. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's a good one. Not just it's the vibe of so that reminds me of good. Kick-Ass a lot. Even yeah. I haven't seen Kick-Ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you hadn't seen it. Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's incredible. The The music, the um, visual effects, the sound effects that they use, you know, it, it feels like both a comic book and a video game. Yeah. And a music video. And that I just I that movie deserves more recognition like it definitely deserved some Oscar nominations for its its effects and its style and its editing and all that cuz Edgar Wright just knows how to use every thing in a shot to lend itself to the story so like everything from the characters to the props to the set to the costumes it all just adds up and like when Aubrey Plaza's character curses and the little black box goes yeah. over her mouth to like bleep her out and he <laughs> even recognizes it and goes how are you doing that with your mouth yeah. <laughs> um oh, I just I love that movie so much when one. when he punches the highlights out of her hair and the blue streaks go flying yeah. and then they yell you punch the highlights out of her hair um people have been making a lot of memes about how Brie Larson's character in Scott Pilgrim She's dating a vegan, and she's like, don't you know, being a vegan gives you superpowers. And oh, then no. people are like, guys, Envy Adams went full vegan. That's how she's Captain Marvel now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that movie. I, I give it a full 10 out of 10. It's a fun, silly time. It's got a lot of heart. It's got the funniest jokes. That's my answer. I am cheating because I couldn't think of a good answer for a movie. I know there's a lot... Actually, what's been, when I was trying to think of it, what's been not on the tip of my tongue because I'm not thinking of a specific example, but I know I've seen one or more movies or shows where people heavily use, like, movie references, so oh. to help them get through the plot of the film, you know what I mean? Okay. But I just can't think of an example. I know I've seen things like that where it's like, oh, oh. this is just like that movie, this and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, oh, I know what you're saying. You know, like where the character that's one of their big traits is I'm really into movies and they use that to help them. Um, anyway, so I'm cheating because I'm picking Mr. Robot because they do lean into that style heavily. Okay. And the more that I thought about it, the more examples I thought of. Even the episode titles are purposefully written in a way that looks like code. Mm-hmm. So, for example, instead of saying me, it'll be M3. Yeah. So, you know, just every episode title looks like that, and there'll be different sizes, like lowercase, uppercase, so that it oh, looks like cool. code. Yeah. And then in the episode I just watched, it was very cool because he was comparing himself to a computer crashing, and he kept having these... And there's more metaphors like this, but this was just very on the nose and made me think of it. He's taking all this Adderall, and it's messing with his system, and he starts to kind of glitch and view things Mm. in a glitch. And just there's all these computer parallels to what he's experiencing, and he's saying, like, this is how I need to solve what's happening to me. You know, just because a computer crashes, it doesn't mean everything's gone. It just means you have to work just 
this much harder to get to the next point in your... Oh, that's cool. Anyway, I just thought it was... They do that in every episode, but this one specifically where, you know, the way the camera moves even was kind of glitchy. Ooh, that's, and that's trippy. Yeah, mm, kind of nice. showing you things twice. I like cool. that. Right. Um, so my honorable mention is Shaun of the Dead. Another uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. I, I, it is, like, really fast and quick, like, quippy yeah. um, with all of its style. His transitions style. are so neat. Yeah. yeah. They have all the tropes of a regular, like, I think they're, like, overdone so much that it's, like, uh, you know, like, all the people that you would have in a zombie apocalypse movie, all the things that go wrong, the typical, like, guts coming out shot, like, yeah. it's all it's all there. But it's done so that you don't think that it's cliché. You know, it's just yeah. heavily leading into the style. And my my other choice, which I, you'll appreciate this, Corny, mm-hmm. is Enchanted. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just stole it and talked over her to tell your opinions on it? Let's all thing? sit down and discuss the 2007 <laughs> film starring Amy Lou Adams and Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> we begin with... <laughs> uh, yeah, same thing as Shaun of the Dead. They just heavily rely on everything that makes yeah. a fairy tale. Yeah. And they just, you know, juxtapose it with the real world. And I think that that's... That e- highlights it even more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like n- nothing really else to say about it. I think that that's it kind of speaks for itself. All right, so should you get into this? Let's yeah. get into this. Kimmy, give game us night. your predictions. What do you think game night is? I, I don't think you're going to have to go like into real deep stuff because obviously at the surface, it's pretty easy to predict. I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to have to get specific. Huh. Well, I should, probably should have rewatched the trailer. It's been a while since I've seen stuff about it. Meh. Um, so I mean I guess it's it's that it's this group of couples. They're very competitive gamers, you know. Kind I'm of like, Kimmy right now as she's giving predictions keeps looking back and forth between Courtney and I. Like, did I get it? Did I do it? <laughs> My goodness. Um, and then I I know that the guy comes in and he says this is a different kind of game. You know, everything is real. Everything is. Oh no, I'm getting kidnapped. It's part of the game. You know. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess I can look at it and be like, the joke is it's not actually a game. It is actually kidnapping and they just think it's part of the game. And then then this is, like, where my brain starts going all, like, Inception. Because it's like, (laughs) no, then the twist is going to be that it is part of the game. But it's actually not. But it is. And I just don't know, like, (laughs) where I'm going to land. How many layers of it there are. Um, I think that one of the couples is going to be in on it. I'm kind of feeling like it's Billy Magnuson. He just he just seems like a villain, <laughs> uh, and I think that's probably what's what he's gonna end up being. Um, either that or a major douche, because you know either or. Right. <laughs> um, that's his face. I predict that Rachel McAdams is gonna be a doll through this. <laughs> I don't think that's very like New outlandish. Adorable for that one. Yeah, yeah. I want to chop off all my hair, curl it, dye brown tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need a striped shirt today. <laughs> I want there to be like turtlenecks an- are in. I don't think it's a turtleneck, but it's kind of high up. It's like a high. I want neck. there to be like an epic fight scene where they suddenly you know, are really good at fighting and it's like an epic fight scene, you know, and they use like all the props around them. They're like throwing, maybe they like throw dice, like game dice at people and they like poke (laughs) out their eyes or something like that. I don't know what they're fighting for, like what the winner gets for the, for the, they get to live. 
<laughs> They're saving the world from destruction. Oh my gosh. From robbers who are trying to steal from the Smithsonian. <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. He's yeah, trying to get Nicolas Cage. <laughs> He's trying to steal is that your guess for the camera? I was just going to say, that'd be a great guess. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good guess. <laughs> this, movie, this is actually a, like a clash between those two films. <laughs> yeah, who's your guess for the cameo? My guess for the cameo is going to be... <laughs> I will say at least one thing to give you a little bit more guessing rights. Uh, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's playing the bad guy. Like the big bad. Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Okay. John Hamm. Oh my god. Okay. It's gonna be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't think that guy has worked in like a dance. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I like her John Hamm guess. That's fun. That John Hamm? Because I could picture him playing that It's part. gonna be John Bernthal. Yuck. <laughs> I wouldn't be excited about it then. Christopher Plummer. It's Kevin Spacey, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's not getting work. <laughs> um, Good stuff. Did this movie, was this movie made, you know, pre-anti-Kevin no. Spacey time? Or? No, it was after that. Oh, really? Yeah. After? It's gonna be Idris Elba. I don't know, guys. These are some good guesses, I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's gonna be Woody Harrelson. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was trying to guess Edward Norton from Holy yeah. Battle Angel. <laughs> I said Kevin Spacey too. <laughs> I mean, after seven, we just, you gotta always right. go for the Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, good. You made a lot of guesses. All wrong. <laughs> um, I would have been mad if you guessed it. It's actually right. Helen Mirren, guys. That would have been funny. Exactly yeah. Uh, so maybe when you get more information about who the big bad is, you'll. I have a couple fun facts before we start, just because they were ones that can be said before. Prior to filming, the cast members all played their own game night. Aww. Uh, They played Clue and Joking Hazard. Have you guys played Joking Hazard? No. I haven't. I heard it's super funny. Mm. Joking it's, Hazard? It's, it's got the, what are they called? The cyanide and cyanide happiness. happiness. It's just Cards Against Humanity, but with those little stick figure drawings that say things to each other. I love those. I, I love do. Cyanide and Happiness. Yeah, so it's it's that, but Cards Cards Against Humanity. Oh, like where you get a thing and yeah, yeah. put them down. Yeah. Okay. So I just think that's cute that they were like method. Uh, let's play games together. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Better than someone taking so like pure. weirdly serious. Like I'm gonna get kidnapped for this role. Yeah. Ugh. I I'm gonna also- smell a bunch of board games. <laughs> <laughs> We all knew who that's about. <laughs> we all, we um, all know who did that. This one I normally wouldn't have put in here, but it was just such a weird coincidence because you and I were just having a conversation about this movie. Second film that Jesse Plemons has played a police officer and the other one being American made. Yeah, we were just talking about yeah. that. So before we started the movie, I said, Kayleen, there's one amazing cameo in this movie and one person who isn't really in the trailer, but I think you're going to uh, enjoy them being in it because they've got a big part and it's Jesse Plemons. Okay. Uh, you know who that is mm-hmm. from Vice. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Everything he's, he's in, so I like. So interesting to watch. I think he's you, really committed. You yeah. didn't get to his part in Breaking Bad yet, did you? He's a big part in that later. Yeah, he is. Hmm. Yeah. So let's start this ish. You want yeah. to start yeah. it off? You want me to start it off? Um, starting it off, they did a really cool thing that we we all love, which is changing the logo of the studio. 
and it's it was Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. So they changed the Warner Brothers logo. So it like this film just really is cool with their style. Yeah, it, it's all like from the get go. From the get go, it's all dark blues and purples and stuff. So it was mm. it was uh, you know the the Warner Brothers logo is purple and blue, and then there are board game pieces flying mm. around it. And the <laughs> Warner Brothers yeah. one is a game piece, and it, it has a little stand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a little like moving thing that would you, oh. you would use in like Candyland or something. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, you see you see the weapons from the game Clue flying by. You see the Monopoly pieces, mm-hmm. just like Checker and Sorry pieces, and it's just it really is. It's it's a cool movie yeah. what they do. It tells you what what it's about. <laughs> Way more than your average comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. terms of they put look. so much more effort into everything. In look, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You go ahead. The film starts with a trivia competition at a bar. It's clear that love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's clear that Jason Bateman and his team are do they're killing it. But mm-hmm. Jason Bateman is way more competitive than anyone else on his team. He's slaying before they even get the questions out. He's answering the guys like, "Can can you let me finish the questions for you?" <laughs> and I equated it to when Courtney got up before they finished the question about Buffalo, New York, oh, in yeah. the office, and she was like, "Ugh!" They were like, "What team at the Scranton Company picnic?" And I was like, "Come on!" <laughs> and I just immediately wrote She's down like, the answer. Like, stop reusing questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it becomes apparent Rachel. McAdams is on one of the other teams it's like getting down to the end of trivia they ask some question they both stand up and say it at the same time and we said it was Courtney's dream of what was supposed to happen at office it's trivia. It's what I wanted at office trivia. It's <laughs> like you get up to go put your answer in the basket and some guy looks at you and goes Buffalo the Buffalo branch. <laughs> As you're both up before he finishes but the But instead, at Office Trivia, some kid walked up to me and was like, are you cheating? And I was like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, have you really not gotten any wrong? And I, like, with a smile went, no. And he was like, oh. <laughs> And you were like, are you going to ask me on a date or what? <laughs> no, he was not cute. And, and he was rude. <laughs> and you know what? I won. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, it's very dramatic, but adorable. Like, yeah. the, the music slows, they smile at each other, it's clear this is their thing. Mm-hmm. Shows a big montage of them playing all these games together, this is how they fall in love. Oh, they're young at the beginning? No. I oh, mean, they have, like, she has, like, different hair. <laughs> she got a little bit longer hair. To yeah. show passage of time. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's all to Queens, don't stop me now. <laughs> yeah. And I said it was very distracting. <laughs> but it, it showed like the montage was great like it just shows them like at different game nights with friends mm-hmm. but then it shows them playing charades and yeah. that's how he proposes to her yeah. by making her say will you marry me marry me and then she's cheering with her friends and turns around and he's on one knee yeah. and then at their <laughs> wedding they're in you know she's in her wedding dress and he's in a tux and they're playing dance dance revolution <laughs> and it's just it's really sweet like yeah. it's <laughs> Kaylee just goes okay I guess we know they're one character trait <laughs> they like games which, you know, they're a little bit more than that, but yeah, it was pretty... Just, like, the fact that at that point in the movie, they were like, get it! Game you know, night! You. <laughs> you didn't, did you get it from the opening credits? Yeah. <laughs> Even, as, so as they're playing Dance Dance Revolution 2, these, like, neon signs drop from the ceiling that say game night, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> you sure? You yeah. Sure? Um, so now it's present day. Max is the Jason Bateman character. Annie is Rachel McAdams. They're trying to have kids. Okay. Apparently it's not working, so they go to see Dr. Chin, 
She is basically, she's like the, the meanest doctor ever. She just keeps blaming stuff on uh, Jason Bateman. Who Max. plays Dr. Jin. She's a lady. Yeah, I don't know oh. who she is. Um, basically, they end up finding out it's probably because his brother Brooks is coming to town, and they've always had this very competitive nature between the two of them. Oh, he's so much better than me at games. Oh, My he's, one character oh, trait. he's shooting blanks because he's stressed out about his competitive brother, yeah. apparently. Well, oh. at least, at least recently that's their, because I think they've just recently been trying to have kids, and... But he's also just competitive, so he doesn't want to be the one. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the conversation with the doctor. Max and Annie return home. Uh, apparently they've gone to the grocery store since then, because they're bringing in a bag full of groceries. Then, I'll let you describe what happens next. I just love this part, because they're, like, getting out of their car, and they can see Jesse Plemons standing on, like, his His name porch. is Gary. His name's Gary. And at all times, anytime you picture Gary, picture a very <laughs> cute, fluffy, fluffy well-groomed, Westy. It looks exactly like the dog from Isn't It Romantic once her life is good. <laughs> That's what a Westie is, and I grew up with Westies. Okay. And it's just so fluff, and he's always holding it and stroking it. And <laughs> Jesse Plemons plays a psycho. His name's Gary, and he's just really scared. Always wearing his cop outfit. I don't even think he's yeah. always, like, just got home from work. I think he just always wears it. Yes. And he's also, a cop? He's yeah. a cop. And he's always wearing the uniform, and he's always stone-faced and just really dramatic. And stroking um, his dog. And fun fact about, because we didn't talk about this at the beginning, because I, like, Kaylin was looking down at the time when we were watching it, and so I rewound it to show her. Um, the movie opens with the trivia scene, and Jason Bateman is standing in front of a projector, oh, yes. and on the back of the projector are, like, the questions, and um, the question had the word dead in it. But because he's standing in front of the projector, the word dead is projected on his forehead. So it's oh, like a fun style cool. foreshadowing thing. And it says dead. Mm-hmm. And then later, there's another moment in that bar where, like, the TV is scrolling and it says, don't trust Gary. Yeah. And so it's just, like, fun. I, I read that on the fun facts. I <laughs> yeah. obviously definitely did not notice I that. I didn't notice the don't trust Gary. I noticed another thing with Gary that's going to happen later. Um, so anyways... Gary comes over to them. Gary's very scary. So Gary, scary Gary is what we call him. Gary is Gary, Gary. He's just That's like, what Courtney and I now. He's like, ah, oh, are you having a game night? And they're like, no, 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 just just gonna hang out inside, just us. You know, we got we got some tortilla chips, we're gonna have fun. And he goes, I noticed that's a lot of Tostitos scoops. Jason <laughs> <laughs> Bateman goes, oh yeah, they're having a, a three for the price of one sale. And here's my favorite line of the whole movie. Gary goes, how could that possibly be profitable for Frito-Lay? <laughs> <laughs> so mad. <laughs> it's just like, imagine someone speaking to you. It's like, or you're like, no, I just like wanted some chips. And he's like, how could that possibly <laughs> be profitable for Frito-Lay? <laughs> and so they're like, okay, okay, bye, okay, bye. And so we find out either in that scene or the next that Gary used to always come to game nights because his wife, Debbie, was really likable, and the, he would come by default because it was couples game nights, but then Debbie left him, and he's no. super hung up on Debbie. Yeah. Debbie! And, and we never see Debbie. Yeah. Um, and so he wants to go back to the game night, he wants to be invited, but... but he doesn't have a partner. He doesn't have a partner. <laughs> it's so sad. That yeah. is sad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so scary. Yeah. And yeah. That, and he's just so intense. But it's, I don't even think it's, well, we, I'll bring this up later. I don't even think it has to do with the fact that he doesn't have a partner and like that it would make the numbers odd. They just don't 
want to hang out with him. They don't I don't think they ever wanted to, but they liked Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also, they're yeah. like next door neighbors. Also, his dog's name is Bastion. <laughs> like Sebastian. <laughs> but no, but he so. talks. He talks about Bastion all the time, and he'll be like, like when he walks out to talk to them about the chips and stuff, he's like. I just saw your car pulling up and thought it would be a perfect time for Bastion to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jesse Plemons, super committed. Yes. Love He's it. hysterical. He's so I good. love him so much. Yeah. Um, so now, game night time has passed again. It's nighttime. The couple's friends all start to show up. They've also established that they told their friends to sneak in because they, they all are aware that they don't want him to know they're having a game night. Okay. Yeah. So they all, like, sneak in. All of a sudden, their window opens, and stuff crashes onto the floor because that guy from Ingrid Goes West, which his name is Ryan. Yeah. Ryan in the movie. Billy in real life. Uh, Ryan crashes in through the window. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, you told me to sneak in. They're like, I meant just park down the street or something. But (laughs) him and his very pretty, very dumb date come in. She's very clearly dumb. He's very clearly dumb and just likes to date hot women, and they don't yeah. know who this chick is. Mm-hmm. They do a fun montage of past dates that he's yeah. brought, and uh, they're always so stupid. Yeah. And they ask him, you know, like, don't you feel bad losing every weekend <coughs> or weekend at game night? And he's like, no, I get to go home with this hot girl. Yeah. So, like, he just brings them by for this and doesn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. They give him, I think they give him extra shit that they don't normally, so he's kind of getting butthurt about it this time. Okay. Because, well, actually, Rachel McAdams goes, oh, didn't you work at whatever store? And oh, yeah. And she's like, no. And he's like, that, that, that was the last girl. <laughs> and it's been a week. Oh, and no. she's like, don't you work at the Gap? And she's like, I work at Sephora. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, last week he worked at the Gap. <laughs> yeah. So it's just clear every week he brings the same kind of girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Very much so like that girl from Three Billboards. <laughs> yeah. But not as funny. That girl's queen. It's a book about polio? <laughs> What's the one with the horses? Polo. Polo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. on a bookmark. So they're playing, like, different games and... Um, the other couples show up. The other up couples now. show up to establish who they are. It's always going to be Billy Magnuson, Ryan. Uh, Winston from New Girl. Yeah. I yeah. don't know his name. What's his name his in this? His name is. And so, like, I don't for know character yet. reasons, it's Max and Annie who are the competitive protagonists. Mm-hmm. Ryan, who is the lovable idiot. Who is single. Who is single and bringing people around. And then we have Kevin and Michelle. Their thing is that they are. Middle school sweethearts. They've been together since they were 14, and they're married now, and they're just... uh, So these are the the best friends that hang out every week playing games, and then this time around, we have Brooks coming into town to play with them, Mm -hmm. and he pulls up with this hideous but ridiculous and cool car, a Stingray, and a fun fact is that it's supposed to look like the car from the Monopoly game. Oh, Oh, no shaped. It's shaped like that, kind of like a Gatsby-looking car. Yeah. Cool. Um, And he... Shows up, blasting music, pulls right up to the house, obviously alerting Gary, Yeah, yells about, woo, game night! And they're like, shut up, shut up! And he's like, what? It's game night! And so, he's yeah. really just such a jerk. <laughs> and there's, there's this whole scene where it's very funny, like the back and forth banter where they're still trying to hide that it's game night, and he's like, what, what, what are you trying to hide? But then I'm, out loud, I go, well... Why don't they invite Gary? They need another person. It's gonna be uneven. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Brooks does not Brooks bring a date. Have a partner. No. 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 So I was like, Is he no. not married? No. Oh. He's a bachelor and he's rich mm-hmm. and he's like an entrepreneur. Um, and so yeah, he's got this incredible car. 
He shows up and just is putting Jason Bateman down again mm-hmm. and again and again in front of everybody. Um, we don't find this out until later, but I don't want to forget. We find out at the end of the movie, Brooks, his last name is Davis. Yeah. Brooks Davis? So his name is Brooks Davis. For listeners who don't get this joke, that's a main character on One Tree Hill is named Brooke Davis. So yeah, we laughed. That's funny. <laughs> Brooks Davis. He he beats him at um, catchphrase. They do a catchphrase round of like all famous people, and he just whips through and gets everybody to name everybody, and then Jason Bateman goes right after him and picks up the card Edward Norton. And has to describe Edward Norton well, to everybody. And as he's about to go up is when the brother tells the embarrassing story about Oh, yeah, about so him. you can tell that because I won't tell it. <laughs> so, okay, so just because it's what throws him off his game. Oh, yeah, he's doing the catchphrase, and he has to mention Marilyn Manson. So he mentions ah, Marilyn Manson, right. and then the time's up, and he gets seven points, and then he segues into this story. So Brooks tells this embarrassing story about when Max was younger, how... He, it's like this very elaborate story. Basically, the end point of it is he tried to bungee cord himself together so that he could blow himself. <gasps> like Marilyn Manson. Like Marilyn Manson. Oh. Like that, yeah, like that Like that, that myth about yeah. Marilyn yeah. Manson. Uh, so that's the idea, but then he got stuck. Is it stuck. a myth, though? I don't know. I don't know Marilyn Manson. I think it is a myth. I think... I don't think a doctor would let you remove your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take these bad boys out of here. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are people out there flexible enough to do whatever they want. Right? Certainly. Yeah. So, anyway, basically he ended up getting stuck in those bungee cords, and it was really embarrassing, and, like, the mom found him naked. It's this very embarrassing story, and I don't even think Rachel McAdams' Annie knew that story, She right? didn't, and she was like, like, that's just so sad to, like, see your, your husband emasculated like yeah. that in front of all his friends. And, I mean, it is a childhood story, yeah. but, like, don't tell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it, it is totally one of those things where you have no control over it now, and obviously there are... I think he, does he, no, I think I'm making this up, but it's like, even if he tried to tell an emasculating story about him, it's like, it's when you're kids, you know? Yeah. So then he's totally thrown off, and the Ed Norton thing is really funny. <laughs> he tries to describe Ed Norton, and he, he immediately goes right for his wife, and he's like, we met this guy at an airport, and she doesn't know, and he just won't stop, and then the brother's like, dude, you have a room full of people, like, talk to someone other than your wife, and then he's like, he played the Incredible Hulk, and then they list... <laughs> Every single person who's played the Incredible Hulk, which is actually a lot. <laughs> so, you know, they but go they through like him. they go through like Mark Ruffalo and Lou Ferrigno and they and but, he's so yeah. upset and then the time runs out and he's like, Edward Norton And so Game yeah. Night ends that time around and it ends with Brooks at the door saying Next week, uh, let's do it at my place. And he's from out of town, and he's like, what do you mean your place? And he's like, oh, I'm running this house over in this neighborhood, and it's like the fancy pants neighborhood. And so every other person is so excited to go see his cool mm-hmm. house, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. And then Max and Annie are left yeah. alone in their house, and they're mad. And mm. before Brooks comes over, it's clear that all his friends think Brooks is the coolest guy. They oh, won't yeah. stop talking about, can you believe he was, like, one of the first people to invest in Panera Bread? He, <laughs> he invented the, this salad at Panera Bread, and, oh, and he has this thing, and they just love him, and it's so sad. Also, what's funny while we were watching the movie is when Max gets so upset after Brooks leaves... Uh, Courtney goes, that's his second character trait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He likes games and he hates his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of when 
they have this heart-to-heart Max and Annie do after everybody leaves, and she's like... He is awful. Yeah, he is awful. He's just as bad as you say. If this is really what's getting in the way of me having a baby, we need to take this guy down at game night tomorrow. Yeah, so, like, we're gonna crush it next week because I need a baby. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Support each other. Oh, yeah. Game night. They're, they're, they're a couple. sweet, wholesome couple. Yeah. Another thing we haven't talked about is they do this really cool filming style mm, yes. where it's these aerial shots. So, like, we're going to their house for game night. It's an aerial shot of, like, the whole neighborhood and their houses look like the Monopoly houses. And oh. or life. And, well, oh, I'm guess, sorry, life. No, yeah. it is life. They look like the life houses, and they're like these pretty pastel colors, and they're kind of blurry, and then we get down onto the street level, and they come more into focus and look more realistic. So it's like, life is this big board game, and they do it again, like, throughout the film, Mm -hmm. with just, it's really cool style, and so they're now going to, it says one week later, and they're going to Brooks's mansion uh, for his game night, and they walk in the door, and, um... Jason Bateman is, like, holding, you know, like, typical board games. And he's got, like, Risk and, like, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking in there, and he's like, I didn't know if you would have games, so I brought some games. <laughs> and the guy chucks them across the room. And he goes, no, we won't be needing that. And <laughs> Jason Bateman is just standing there like, okay. <laughs> he goes, okay, but I don't know why you had to throw them across the room. <laughs> I like that, like like very blunt call out of things like in comedies yeah 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 okay I think we talked about it earlier for Scott Pilgrim Mm. right where it's like why would you do that yeah (laughs) rather than just letting the dramatic thing happen having the character be human and go but why'd you throw it across the room I like it it's good it's long as it's not overdone we have now discovered that oh also I really like this scene what was the the reference that Max makes when he walks in the door it's a, I think he makes oh, a Marvel so good. reference. Yeah, he says, wow, Tony Stark. And oh, yeah. the brother, like, laughs. And he goes, should we uh, give Jarvis our drink orders? <laughs> and the brother goes, ugh, he went full nerd on me. I lost you there. Like, I get the Tony Stark reference, but you need to calm down, nerd. Yeah. It's and, just one of those yeah. things where, as an audience, you're like, funny reference. And the brother is one of those people who's like, I just, I'm, like, way too good for pop culture. I yeah. Uh, so this is, yeah, at this next game night... Ryan has now brought a woman who, she's still beautiful, but she's a little bit older than the girls he normally brings. And yeah. Like, is it Connie Britton? Is she, she, she I actually, she that's actually really, like her. That's really funny, because I did say she looks just like Connie Britton. Yeah, and he's he's introducing her and talking over her as she's trying to explain who she is. <laughs> he's like, this is so-and-so. And Sarah. She's, Sarah, and she's like, hi. And he says, she's an investment banker. And she says, she's like, I'm an accountant. And he's just like, yeah, and she's super cool. She's British. And she's like, I'm Irish. <laughs> and yeah. so she's Irish, um, and it's funny because he keeps referring to her as British. Yeah, <laughs> and it's clear he brought her to be like, no, I like smart girls, but he never considered it a date. Yeah, we found oh. out a little bit later. So he brought her there to win game night. Yeah, oh. yeah, because she's smart and to probably oh. to impress Brooks, honestly. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brooks is like, I have a game scheduled, but it hasn't started That's yet. What it is. Okay. So let's play a drinking game to warm up. And they're like, we never play drinking games. That's not what we do. Um, cause no, <laughs> but he, he basically, yeah, Max is kind of like, we're purist gamers. We yeah. don't do drinking games. <laughs> so they start playing Never Ever Ever, and they get through, like, two questions. The first one is that... Billy, oh, Magnuson, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, like, his his date, like, to, to shame him. She's just like, oh, never have I ever um, pulled up my work computer during a presentation and had the Google image uh, or Google search page be, like, gonorrhea symptoms. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, don't have gonorrhea. I'm good. But it's funny. Yeah. Um, and then they get through one other question, and that question is... 
It is, uh, I, never have I ever slept with a celebrity. They all kind of laugh. And Michelle, the one who's been married to Kevin since they were in uh, middle school, takes a drink. And it's kind of casual. No one was really looking at her at the time. They were kind. They had actually decided to stop playing the game as the person said that question. So mm. it was like an afterthought. And then he turns to her and he goes, wait, what? And she's like, oh, no, sorry. That was really weird. I just took a drink at the wrong time. Like, it was a coincidence. I No, I didn't. And... This is very clearly a lie, and I'm just turned to Courtney and go, don't take the shot. This yeah. is life or death, where if you don't take the shot, you're going to be cursed. Like, Especially if you've been married this long and you haven't told them that you've had sex with another person. Yes, um, like, uh, yeah, also, I just, I really don't like this plot line for yeah. other reasons that are going to come up later, but I just think it's boring, and it also just makes me sad. Like, I don't want to see a, like, a sad couple who, like, they think that they've been the only person they've been with, and then, like, later at game night, they have to find out, like... Right. It's just sad and a bummer. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out that it's not... When they start to get a little more into it, it turns out it wasn't cheating. They were separated between the time that they were dating and between the time they got married. The celebrity? You'll find out later. Yeah. Is it the cameo? No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, then people burst. And well, Brooks is like, all right, guys. So here's what's going to happen. The new game is about to start. And somebody in this room will be taken. And everyone's like, ooh, 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 ooh. And they're all excited. And um, Brooks, like, hands them these FBI folders. There's an FBI agent who comes to the door. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's an FBI agent who comes to the door. Um, and he's the one explaining this, and he's saying, like, here are your, your FBI dossiers, and mm-hmm. Max is just so skeptical. He's like, mm, seems kind of stupid for the FBI to be trusting civilians with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the FBI agent is just like, they're in this neighborhood. We don't want anyone else to be taken, so we need your help to figure this out. And so it's, you know, they're all talking, like, and it's he, a murder mystery. And Yay. he even says stuff like, like, that a game person would say, like, okay, yeah. if this and this happens, you can't sue us. Stuff like that. So you know for a fact yeah. This is part of the game. So this okay. is fully part of the game. The guy's even, like, dressed in a dorky costume. and yeah. mm-hmm. um, So as he's giving this speech, <laughs> they're all just sitting around, the, like, a coffee table, and two men burst into the front door. They kick the door down. Break the whole door off. Break the whole door, and Brooks is like, hey, you, I get that you're trying to be authentic, but don't break my door. <laughs> and they are like, shut up, and they beat up the FBI agent. Like, they just throw him all over the place. He goes out cold. Brooks and the two guys start to get in a fight, and Brooks gets, like, thrown onto a glass uh-huh. coffee table. He actually tries to grab a gun that he had oh, and yeah. shoot them. They knock it onto the ground. Oh, so my the goodness. gun is now on the ground. They throw Brooks onto the glass coffee table, and it doesn't break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they kind of laugh, and, like, that's kind of a giveaway that, like, oh, it was, like, a fake table. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's weird. The Winston guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name, Kevin? Kevin. Kevin is like, oh, that's so strange. I thought that was going to break. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> they carry their fight into, like, the kitchen where... Where he grabs a knife, they have a knife fight, and meanwhile, <laughs> Jason Bateman is like, you guys gotta try this Gouda, and he's like, they're, yeah. they're eating from like a charcuterie board, and they're all talking, and they can hear they're the tussle. They're literally not even paying attention to the fight. <laughs> no, not at all. And then um, they drag Brooks's body into the living room, I think he's like out, or they've just got tape around his mouth, and they like grab him, and they're wearing ski masks, they're like pointing a gun at all of them, they're like, do not follow us and they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> like through mouthfuls of food and they're like bye buddy <laughs> they take his brother Brooks they take the brother Brooks 
<laughs> and so it's hysterical. Yeah, they're gone, and um, Ryan is so impressed that the actor on the floor is like still knocked out, but he's like kicking him, he's and he thinks, him. he thinks it's so funny. He's like, "Wow, look at this guy!" And um, then his date Sarah's like, "Stop kicking the actor," and he's like, <laughs> um, "And Max and Annie." They decide they're going to grab the first folder and, like, run to the next room while the other people are still talking about what had just happened. So they're, like, trying to get ahead in the game. And they get ahead in the game, um, but instead, like, in the packet is, like, a dumb riddle. And instead of solving the riddle, they decide they really want to... Oh, we didn't say this. The winner oh, yes. of this game night yeah. gets Brooks's car. Oh, which get is Max's dream right? car. And it's been Max's childhood dream car. And so they're like, you know, we need to beat him. You need that car. We're cheating. I don't even care. Let's pull up his iPad. And he's got, like, the find my phone on it. And they track his phone. And they follow him down the street. And they get in their they're, car. Yeah. They're yeah. out of the house way quicker than anyone else. Okay. Yes. And other people are still in the house. Um Ryan and his smart date, they decide to <laughs> call <smart> call the credit card company of Brooks and be like, I lost my card. Can you tell me the last purchase? Again, cheaters. <laughs> Again, cheaters. And it's, it's really for smart. the yeah. it's for the, the murder mystery company called Murder We Wrote. <laughs> yeah. So they go to go there and the only people who aren't cheating <laughs> decide to solve the riddle. And the riddle takes them into an office. Um, and once again, the office, <laughs> Ryan locks them in. Ryan's he's such an asshole. He's such a dick. But he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So he, he locks like, he them goes, in. He goes, he, he, and like pushes the table in front of the door. <laughs> so they kick out. So they're stuck in there with the only actual clue. Yeah. Oh, no. And the clue is like really dumb and boring too. Like it's not interesting. Yeah. So this couple is like stuck here for a very long time. <laughs> they're mm. locked in there. And yeah, Kaylee, you can take it. Yeah, away. they're they're trying to solve riddles and also keep talking about what what celebrity was it? And she, anyway, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Max and Annie are led to a bar, so they end up being able to find the phone. But then it's in a dumpster, and they're a little oh man, he knew we were following him. He tossed his phone in the dumpster. But then they notice one of the quote actors that uh, dragged him away smoking outside of the bar across the street. So they're like, oh, he must be in there. They go into the bar. And they go up and and he so he they think everyone in the bar is an actor because they say something to the bartender and they're and he's like okay this is obviously a fake fake bartender let's let's ask him for drinks and see if he knows how to make them and Rachel McAdams goes can I get a vodka ton so she deserves a vodka tonic because it's like anyone yeah. knows how to make a vodka tonic yeah. he orders a Harvey Wallbanger yeah. and he doesn't even know what that is and yeah. the bartender's like ugh. and by the time he starts drinking it she goes did he get it right he's like I don't know I've never had it before and it looks really good it looks like tropical yeah um and as they're there, um, you know, they're looking around the bar. There's some shady characters mm-hmm. around. Oh, they had grabbed that the gun, gun that they think is fake. At least we don't know yet at this point if it's yeah. fake. Uh, they grabbed that gun off the ground because they figured they might need it for the game. Yeah, so Annie's got it. They see a maintenance door open up and they see Brooks tied up in there. And they no. look at him and they're like, oh my. And so Annie decides that she is going to yell and hold the gun up and point it at everybody in the bar. Yeah. And they go and they get Brooks free and she makes everyone in the bar. She's like, get on the ground, hands up. Get on the ground, face down, hands up. And they're like, how do I do that? What am I supposed to do? And, and she's, she's like, like okay, she's like, child's pose. She's like, okay, fine, child's pose. Do you guys know child's pose? And she gets down on the ground and like shows them a yoga pose. And she's like, <laughs> got 
She's got the gun, like, in their face, and she thinks it's a toy, so she, she's like... <laughs> she puts it in her own mouth. She puts it in her own mouth, so she just looks like a crazy person. <laughs> and then she goes over to the jukebox and decides to put on a song that, like, whenever serial killers or, like, villains in movies... Tiptoe through the tulips. No, <laughs> it's, it's like when you put on a fun song that someone oh, yeah. shouldn't be dancing Come to. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good choice. Yeah. I always think of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo when, um... The killer at the end has got sail away on the radio. Mm. It's like sail away, sail oh, yeah. and he's like dancing. All I can think about now is eighth grade when I yeah, hear right? that song. But everyone's like tied up. So she's dancing around to that, and it is the cutest Rachel McAdams has ever looked. She has this adorable thing where she like shakes her hair and she's got the gun and she's like blowing into it and pretending to sing like it's a microphone. Yeah. And all these four people on the ground, like some of them are bad guys, but other ones like a bartender and they're like, no. Yeah. It's like crazy housewife. It's yeah. like running around putting guns in our faces. So they go into that room where Brooks was. All the people are still on the ground outside, but you know, both her, Max and Annie are both in this other room now. So they could totally get up and get free if they wanted to and come after them, right? Mm-hmm. They free Brooks's mouth. He tells them that this is not part of the game and they still think he's fibbing. Okay, whatever. Yeah, so, oh, I bet that this gun is it, that this gun is real too, right? And she's like, bang, bang, and shoots the light out above them. And oh, she's no. like, holy crap, and drops it. And that's, which this part's in the trailer, but it shoots Jason Bateman in the arm because oh, it yeah. like, bounced off the ground. And he's freaking out. Blood's running down everywhere. Now they realize, oh, crap, we're in danger. And the bad guys are breaking through the door. Oh, no. And there is this really sick shot. Because they've been stylistic the whole time, it's very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, He's pushing. So it's one of those locks that's just like a straight line. And it kind of has to turn all the way around to unlock the door. So he's got his arm inside with like a broom handle. And he's hitting the lock to try to open it. And every time the lock shifts a little bit, the camera shifts all the way with the lock. Like, oh. almost as if you're at the POV of the lock. Yeah. It's what it kind of cool. looks like is somebody setting a timer on a game. Yeah. Like a board game. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. I think about that. Um, yeah. So that's super sick. Bad guys get in there, but they're gone by then. There's this crazy car chase. As they drive away... Brooks admits that the reason that he must have gotten kidnapped is because he's actually involved with this huge drug business. And that's oh. why he's so rich and successful. Not because he was a big guy on Wall Street, but because he was selling drugs to dudes on Wall Street. Oh, no. Yeah. And he's that's- been selling it to somebody who's, like, a smuggler and a really bad person who's involved in, like... He says it really cavalier. He's like, no, they just like sell like sex slaves and stuff. Yeah, he's like, it's just like drugs and sex slaves and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he talks about. Do they talk about the name of the cameo yet or no? Yes, they do. He okay. says I work for this guy, um, and I double crossed him. They say uh, yeah. there's this guy named. Uh, okay, he says he works for the Bulgarian who sold some kind of drugs to Marlon. Oh, no, he says he sold this, like, really expensive egg. Fabergé egg. Fabergé egg. Like those Russian eggs? Yeah. Oh, what? Is this a thing people know about? Fabergé egg? It's like a gold egg-looking type thing. Oh. They're, like, decorative. They're very expensive. They're They're hideous, but yeah. Typically heirlooms. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's one of those. And uh, so the Bulgarian's, like, his boss. He sold one of those eggs to Marlon Freeman. Let's go get Marlon Freeman. He goes, we can't. That's an alias. There's no way we'll be able to find him. Mm -hmm. Back at the house, the couple that's trapped in there, they talk to the FBI agent who's been on the ground. They realize it's fake. 
And at the same time, oh, yeah, we FBI have, agent has finally come. Yeah, to. and then we also have Ryan and his smart girlfriend um, yeah. at the murder we wrote place where there's a fun cameo, but it's not the big cameo. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's Chelsea Peretti. Oh. Yeah, she's and so adorable. It's when she was pregnant, so she's fully pregnant, and she's got a fake bullet hole in her forehead because mm-hmm. she's but like, you think as the audience, she's yeah, been shot dead. You think that it's she's been killed, and she's like, no, I just came from playing a corpse at a party. And so by that interaction, they find out these are not their people who sent them there to beat everybody up. So mm-hmm. everybody now has figured out that it is separately. real yeah. separately, mm-hmm. and then yeah, so they realize. Okay, the only way that we're going to be able to find out who this alias actually is, is we're going to have to go talk to Gary. Uh, because they want to use his, They want to use his police computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary so, gets to join game night. Yes. So yep. on the way to Gary's, before they've even met up with the rest of the group, Max and Annie stop because she goes, we got to take this bullet out of your arm. Yeah. This scene is also in the trailer for a little bit. She's literally Googling how to remove a bullet from someone's arm. It's kind of a gruesome scene, just, like, for what kind of movie it is. They show her, like, cutting the wound more to try to get to the bullet. And she's poking at it, and you can hear a sound that sounds like she's hit the bullet. It's not the bullet. It's his bone. You don't see it, but they're talking about it. And then they realize there's an exit wound, meaning the bullet was never in there, and she was just slicing up his arm for no reason. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't... I they, They do that a lot in comedy where there's suddenly like a really a lot gruesome scene. They, they have this funny bit where they're both gagging and it it's seems really like they're funny. both going to throw They're up. both turning away from each other and they're yeah. like, blah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they, they kind of crudely wrap it up in a bandage, mm-hmm. um, but that's going to come back later. Yeah. They go to Gary's house and, um, you Gary. know, he's like standing in the shadows of his home. He's standing at home. He's still wearing his police uniform. <laughs> he's not on duty. Um, and they're like, we want to have game night! And so, they're all all together now. Everyone Mm -hmm. has talked on the phone about how they know what's happening. Yeah. And so they're all playing, and it starts with Jenga, and there's a cool shot where somebody pulls a Jenga piece out, and then it's a nice shot of, I think it's Michelle. Jenga block. Yeah. From, like, the hole. It's just one of them, and I think it's Michelle, like, through the Jenga tower. We see them. Um, and so that was neat. And Jason Bateman says, uh, oh, I'm going to go use the restroom. And he says, you know where it is. So that's their distraction is that they're all going to be playing this while Jason goes into their um, bedroom office to uh, go on his computer. He goes in there and there is say, a... Say the thing that he does really cleverly. He does a thing that's pretty smart where he goes up to the bathroom first and turns the light on and closes the door so it looks like there's someone in there. Oh. Which is clever because yeah. other people wouldn't have done that. Yeah. They would have just gone to the office. And so he goes into the office and there's a shrine to Debbie. Oh. <laughs> there's so much to do with Debbie. And there's a really funny line at some point where... Um, when they're when they're inviting themselves into Gary's home for game night, they say something just about like, "Well, you know, we always loved you. We wanted to play games with you more than Debbie." Like to be like, "Ha ha!" And instead, he just goes, "I would thank you not to besmirch my ex-wife." Right. <laughs> like he's yeah. still he's still standing by her, and he still is upset. And they're like, "Oh, sorry." Like we thought it'd be cool to diss yeah. your wife. <laughs> um, he gets to the computer, and it's locked, and needs a password. Guess what the <laughs> password is? Debbie. <laughs> <It's> Debbie. <laughs> so da da da. I'm in. Um, he's, I'm in. <laughs> he then you know looks up Marlon Freeman. It, it all goes very smoothly. He gets the person. They they know who it is, and they're mm-hmm. going to go find them. Yeah. But while he's doing that, his wound is bleeding 
all over, and this is a very white office. Oh, all no. All over the white carpet, as well as the white the dog. dog. <laughs> the dog, like, comes up and is licking it, so there's blood all over him, and he's, like, trying to pick the dog up to get it away, and the blood gets all over. So the dog he's is trying covered to wipe it in off blood. The whole dog is yeah, bloody. and he's trying to wipe down the carpet, so everything just turns pink. And this dog, which was a really pretty dog, <laughs> looks disgusting and mangy and covered in blood. Yeah. And so they rush out of there, and they're like, he's like, guys, gotta go, gotta, gotta yeah. go. They're oh. like, oh, well, thanks, Gary, we gotta go. Tell her about what, how he gets to leave. Because Gary's like, Max, it's your turn. Oh, I don't remember. He goes, Max, it's your turn. You gotta go. And he's like, oh, and pulls one so crudely. He's like, oh, no, get over. <laughs> oh, yeah, to the Jacob blocks. He, like, yanks them all. He's like, oh, I guess I lost. <laughs> oh, silly me. And then they leave. Um, so they find... I think this is probably halfway. Oh, it's almost a halfway point. But we should say, at the beginning of the movie... When they're all playing their game nights and Brooks is like, oh, the, um, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Brooks is like, we're going to do something different mm-hmm. this week. Um, Ryan goes, fight club. Is it a fight club? And he's like, what? And he goes, that's what rich people do now. They have these fight clubs in their homes where they pay a bunch of poor people to come and fight each other. And then they play some bets on who's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brooks is like, no, that's not what it is. Yeah. Oh um, but now, anyways, they have the address for uh, these this this Marlon Freeman's house where the Fabergé egg. It's has Morgan been. Freeman. No. Oh. Uh, so the Fabergé egg is there. They need to get it to give to the Bulgarian to free Brooks, and we're at the halfway point now. Yeah. Okay. Predictions. Gary's gonna save the day. Brooks is kidnapped, but he's actually in on it. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, he's trying to kidnap his brother and his brother's friends. Yeah, I know something. He owes somebody or whatever. And okay. he's not so much a victim of the people who are trying to capture him as he has, like, the conspirator. You that's know what I mean? Sure. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's what I got, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> when do you think this cameo Bulgarian person's gonna come in? And how do you think the film's gonna wrap? Um, I think that. Cameo's gonna come in at the end, like he's the boss, you know, boss figure that they have to, like, escape or something. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I think that, I don't know, I hope everything works out, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And that Max regains his, you know, man card and, and gets his wife pregnant. Okay. So, we're now at the Marlon Freeman's house, and it's a mansion. Mm hmm. Swanky. They're walking around. There's no one around. They just go right in, and they're they're like, okay, well, let's go try and find it. And they um, they're just get downstairs, and they think maybe we should go check in the basement for Brooks. So they're walking down, and we get this nice zoom in shot of Ryan going yes <laughs> because downstairs is a Fight Club. <laughs> uh, and the and rich he, people are. Yeah, and he says, I knew it was real. And there's all these rich people in tuxedos, and so they're like, all right, let's. Let's leave this room. Let's all go search for the egg. And Ryan is like, no, I'm staying. So he stays. They all go in these different directions as mm-hmm. they are. We get Kevin and Michelle alone in a room searching, and they talk about... She finally admits who the celebrity was, and we get to see the actual scene of them meeting and, like, going oh, on a date and stuff. That's yeah. fun. And yeah. she's like, before she says it to him, we realize it's Denzel Washington, and <laughs> it is honestly... Very hard for a second to decipher whether or not it's actually Denzel Washington. I even turned to Courtney and go, is that Denzel Washington? And she's like, <laughs> it's not. 
It's, it's not. not. It's yeah. a guy who looks strikingly similar. Like he's clearly a Denzel Washington impersonator. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so by the time that the montage thing has ended and it's back in the room, she's like, I saved this picture in a hidden file so you couldn't see it, but this is me with Denzel. Like, because he doesn't believe her. Yeah. And he goes, then he's like totally on a high horse again because he's like, that's not fucking Denzel. And she, he's laughing at her and he's like, baby, that's not. And then they, he's, she's like uh, talking and he's like, did he say he was Denzel? And she goes, no, I introduced myself, and he said, I'm, and I said, I know who you are. And he's like, uh-huh. And he's like, and why did you buy the drinks at the bar? And she goes, I just thought it would be fun to, like, buy him drinks, and he seemed okay with it. He let me. Isn't that cool? He's Isn't so that humble. cool of him? And then he's like, and what did his house look like? And she's like, it was a condo. Oh. <laughs> and they, like, zoom in on the picture so you can see, like, his nose isn't quite right and stuff. Yeah. And she just realizes it's definitely not So him. she did not have sex with Denzel Washington. Yeah. She had sex with some guy thinking it was Denzel and never even talking to him about whether it was or wasn't. Yeah. Um, so or that's about the fact funny. that she had sex at all. Mm. Yes. Yeah. During this fight club downstairs, the uh, owner of the home opens up a safe to, like, get more money out to, like, pay the people who won the fight. And we see the Frappergé egg. <gasps> and Ryan sees it, so Ryan, like, trots on over. He literally just casually walks. Yeah. Nobody cares. And also, every single person is wearing a tuxedo. Oh. So he is not. Yeah. And he gets the egg, and obviously, there's a moment where everyone in the room turns to look at him, and he's like, oh, this is cool. I have one of these at home. This one's ugly, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny line, because yeah. he's... And the owner of the house um, is just like, what are you doing here? And then we turn into um, a really fun... This movie, like we've said, has been referring to games a lot recently. Yeah. Now it is time for them to play Keep Away. Mm -hmm. And so he throws it to... What, Sarah? He throws it to Sarah. Sarah runs up the stairs. And now we have this whole, like, big house sequence of... Uh, we're all on different characters. Staircases. I love it. It's really cool because, like, they throw it up at different levels. So one's on the floor. Bad they throw it up to the... Yeah. I wonder how much choreography has to go into that. Probably a lot. Also because these eggs are probably... Maybe they have ones to toss around that aren't breakable. Yeah. But the one oh, they yeah. use... I'm sure. Yeah, but... So they're throwing the egg all over the place, and um, there's, like, a part where, it, like, it starts to roll off the staircase because someone didn't catch it. Max saves the day and catches the egg, and it does yeah. not break. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't break, and so they, they get out of the home. They run away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple things. This happened in the home during all this stuff. Max and Annie are alone while they're looking for the egg. And we find out Max actually doesn't want to have kids yet. Oh, no. Yeah. And he admits kind of that he wants to be more like Brooks. And if he has kids, he compares them to this couple friend of theirs that stopped coming to game nights and stuff because yeah. they had kids. And he's just not ready for that. And then Annie's just really upset because she's like... Brooks isn't even a good guy, we've found out, and you shouldn't want to be like him. It mm -hmm. kind of doesn't get resolved, because then they have to play keep away. Yeah. Also, they they make that joke again, where a bad guy falls onto a glass oh. table, and it doesn't break, and Winston <laughs> goes, man, glass tables are just really doing a good job today. Yeah. <laughs> They're acting weird tonight. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. They leave... They get a call from the Bulgarian, but it's like a voice distortion thing, and Ryan is like, that guy sounds scary. And they're like, it's a voice distorter, saying, um, bring the egg 
to me at the bridge. I forget how it breaks. How does the egg break? It's while they're in the car. Oh, it's on the dashboard and they slam oh, on the yeah. brakes. <laughs> Somebody's holding it in the back seat and they slam on the brakes at some point and it goes flying straight into the windshield and it breaks. Oh, no. And he's like, great, that's my brother's life. My brother's now dead. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but actually, it was a fake egg the whole time. Oh. Inside is like a tiny piece of rolled up paper looking kind of like a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they unwrap it and it says WITSEC and it's got a whole bunch of names and locations. So it is like a list of people in the Witness Protection Program oh. with their new aliases and where they are. <gasps> yeah. So very dangerous list for someone to have. Um, and they realize that's what they want. They go to the bridge that they're supposed to go to and they have to be there by a certain time or he's going to die. I think there's a fun thing where it's like, they're trying to find the best route there via GPS. Oh, yeah. And she's like, just listen to the lady. And he goes, I don't like listening to the lady. <laughs> and, like, they're running really late because they have to go save his brother. They get to the bridge. The plan is they're going to go meet up with the Bulgarian and friends. Those two henchmen that originally kidnapped Brooks are there. It seems like basically this group of friends is screwed because... They have guns on them. They're going to kill them. Yeah. So, uh, but the person who shows up is Gary. Oh. Yeah? Yep. He comes up with a police siren running, car, everything. Gary! Mm-hmm. Uh, shoots those two henchmen dead. <gasps> yeah. Gary Go saved Gary! Day. Yeah. It's so exciting. They're stoked. Yes, Gary, no way! And he's like, I thought you guys might need a hand, blah, blah, blah. I'm the best. Henchman on the ground shoots Gary. Oh my god, Gary's dead? Oh Gary my god. falls to the ground, bleeding profusely, coughing up blood, <gasps> and they're like, Gary, no! And as the audience, we're like, no, Gary, no! And then, uh, Max and Annie go up to him to help him. It's having this, like, really dramatic last words type of thing. And then, he spits out a blood capsule, Gary does. And Max notices it. And then Gary stands up. And goes on this whole spiel of how this was all an elaborate joke. He just wanted to show them that he's cool and fun too. And that he hijacked game night. Those two henchmen like sit up and they're like, ha ha like aren't we such good actors? And apparently those are bad guys that were, he basically gave him a shorter sentence or something. So if they would help him with this. Yeah. What? Yeah. So he's like, ha ha, aren't I hilarious? And we're all like, what a crazy game that this has all been. Now, Gary gets shot from behind by the Bulgarian for real. He's dead. Gary's dead double time? He's yeah. dead. Gary's so, dead double time. So Gary, like, showed up to the scene to do this bridge thing and and planned, like, you guys are going to shoot me and I'm going to shoot you and it's going to be so funny, not knowing that there was a serious actual kidnapping yeah. taking place. Oh. He was hijacking the murder we wrote storyline. Yeah. And <laughs> and the only had reason no idea it what turned was actually into happening. this whole Bulgarian thing is because of Brooks's theories on who kidnapped him. Yeah. If none of that had happened, they wouldn't have messed with the Bulgarian and they wouldn't have stolen his egg. Everything would have been fine. <gasps> but now the Bulgarian's mad and shot Gary and he comes in to say, hey, give me that list of Witsec names. Yeah. Here we have... Brooks coming out uh, with like the stuff like he's got you know tied up and everything, and they're coming up with um, talking about the egg. And I turned to Kayleen and I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" And I like reached for the remote, and I like you see the person at the end of the bridge, <laughs> like, so and I far just away. so 
flipping far away. There's no way she can see who it is. I wait for it to cut away, and I pause, and I was like, last minute guesses, and she goes, it's blank, and she fully saw who it was, and knew immediately, and I was like, like I saw one flash of him, and went, ah, oh, my boy, and I was like, how did you know, and I was so mad, so, last guesses, Kimmy? No. Sam Rockwell. No. <laughs> I will say, okay, I'll give you one hint, he was in a show we really, really liked. Yeah. All three of us. Anything about someone who would get cast as a bad guy? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! There's so many choices. There are a lot of choices. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Not in a lot of things, honestly. It's not person. in a lot of things. But he was in a show that we all really like. Stage. Oh, true. Oh. He was the lead in his show too. Yeah. He was the lead in the play. No, in the show. In the, that show. We all in the show. And he's been the lead in a lot of plays and musicals. And, and musicals. musicals. Yeah, and musicals. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, but good guess. <laughs> good guess. Is it? Oh. No, <laughs> don't. Oh. <laughs> he's, an, he's a singer? Oh, my gosh. She didn't be mad at herself. He was it. in a show that uh, Neil Patrick Harris was also the lead in at a different time. Also, Derek. Is it Michael Harris. C. Hall? Yes! Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> However, Kaylee got it immediately. I was mad. Um, Damn it. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. from guessing, but it was like literally one flash of him from really far away, and I was like, oh, is that Michael Seal? <laughs> yeah, and he's dressed like Dexter. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sadly not wearing the green kill shirt, but he's yeah. wearing like a dark colored shirt and like very, very similar, similar style. Very yeah. similar pants. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. And he's Harrison. playing he's playing Dexter when Dexter gets into like his his kind of frenetic, chaotic killer type mode. Like, right before Yeah, murder, when he's really. doing it to somebody that he, he personally, like, doesn't have anything against, it's just he doesn't like them, and he's, like, grossed out by them. He, like, he breathes gets, really heavily. Yeah, and, and he like, gets, like, a little crazy, yeah. and he he does something that, um, like, IMDb Trivia said was, like, a big nod to Dexter. They, they do this talk about, like, trying to exchange the egg for that and that, and they're doing, like, this exchange of, like, giving Brooks over, and Brooks has the list of wicked sex names. He puts it in his mouth and swallows it. Okay. So now they can't do anything to hurt his brother and all his friends. Uh, he's like, I'm the only person you need. Like, I'm the one that's got the list. Mm-hmm. So now uh, Dexter does this fun moment where he, like, puts a weapon up to his temple, like how he does with the knife for the people, and he, like, goes down his face with it, and he's just like, I'm taking this one to Brooks, and, like, takes him from the group. Yeah. Uh-huh. And doesn't kill the innocent. <laughs> Love he the Dexter references. <laughs> that. Yeah. But he doesn't kill the group. He's like, I think even doesn't one of them say like, we didn't do anything. He goes, you're right. Bye. Yeah. It's Brooks. <laughs> so he takes Brooks and he's like, and don't follow me this time. Gee, I wonder if they're going to follow him this time. Um, I think they do. Yeah. And we end up. Movie's over. At, Sorry, Brooks. Um, we end up with Brooks's car. They're inside that stingray mm-hmm. and it's just Max and Annie. And they follow them to the airport. Oh, we also find out something that was kind of heartwarming between the two brothers when they're on the ground with the Bulgarian there is uh, Brooks says, Mm. I snuck the Stingray keys in your pocket. You've had them the whole time. So Mm. he, like, looks in his pocket and there's Stingray keys. And he's like... I've always been so proud of you and jealous of what you've had. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's that same thing of the grass is always greener. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he's got the Stingray keys. Him and Annie are driving to the airport 
when we get to the airport, you've seen it like in the trailer where she's like standing in front of um, in a jet engine and she's, yeah. <laughs> the guy gets sucked into the jet engine. She goes, oh no, he died. Yeah. <laughs> At first so, she goes, yes, and then she realizes yeah. that was a human life. <laughs> oh, we no. have, yeah, we just have all these silly shenanigans going on with um, different henchmen that they're outsmarting and they're outsmarting them because Max and Annie are treating it like a game and mm-hmm. they're playing charades. So, like, they're on opposite sides of, like, the airplane, and they're signaling to each other what to do, and it's like, go turn on that conveyor belt, you go do this, there's this guy there, let's do this, this, Mm -hmm. and this, and Michael C. Hall is, like, trying to start up his jet engine, and Jason Bateman makes it onto the plane to save his brother. Mm -hmm. Yay! There's more of a fight... Basically, it ends up to where uh, Max and Annie, just partially with dumb luck, partially with game smarts, yeah. end up having the upper hand. They have a gun on him or something, and they're just, they're going to win. So then Max, the camera pans over, and there's some bungee cord over in the corner, and I go, yes, human pretzel him, <laughs> like how he did it <laughs> himself. And Courtney just goes, oh, you're so ahead of your time, Kaylee. <laughs> yeah, and so they, they stick him in that position that... Max was in that as a child. That humiliating yeah. Yeah. Marilyn Manson dick sucking position. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly And right. he was he was knocked out, so they like he's gonna wake up like that. Oh no. Yeah. And Michael see Hall. Mm-hmm. What a <laughs> sight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's fully clothed. Um, that's yeah, that's that is the difference yeah. between those two stories. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it's how pretty that much, scene ends. Then pretty much the movie. Like now we're mm-hmm. we're back to like normal life. Does it is there a three time jump? Three months later. At three months later they're they're playing game night at And Brooks's, the smart girl's there. Still. The smart girl's still there. Mm-hmm. And again, those two like have not been romantically involved. They're at Brooks's house because Brooks is on house arrest and is wearing like an ankle monitor. Oh, for all the drug business. <laughs> yeah, seems like a pretty light sentence. But um, yeah. they're playing games and they decide that they're going to play Pictionary. And so Annie is um, drawing a bun and an oven. Oh. So it's just really cute to see how their life like really does revolve around games. Yeah. So Pictionary, she shows that she is pregnant, and they celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other favorite, funniest part of this movie, Jesse Plemons' character. It's his turn to do Pictionary, and Kayleen, <laughs> what does he do? He draws a picture of somebody crying, and they can't guess it. And when the time is up, they're he's like, like the crying game, and like a whole bunch of things like that. Yeah. And he's like, guys, it's the Green Mile, and they're like. How's this a green mile? He goes, This is me watching the green mile and I can't stop crying. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say too that, and we don't really touch on it because it's, these are underlying things, even though in the overall scheme of life they're bigger things, but it's kind of understood as the audience that now that he A, knows how crappy his brother's life actually was, and that B, he got to be the savior of this whole day. You know, he and Annie are the ones who saved the day. He's way cooler than his brother. He totally one-upped him this whole day in this fake game. There's kind of that sweet moment with the brothers where he gives them the keys. So they've kind of had this reckoning, and they don't really talk about it, I don't think. But it's apparent that they do want to have a kid now. This is the next phase of their life, and that's when she announces they have a kid. And then what's the last thing we see, Courtney? It's setting it up for a sequel. 
Oh, somebody two is, men with yeah. guns, like, in a van outside their house, ready yeah. to go inside. Like, oh. ready to go in and storm. And we don't know if it's, like, people from a murder mystery game, or yeah. if it's the Bulgarians getting their revenge. Yeah. And so it's it's setting it up for a sequel, I think, which is kind of fun, but also just, like, you, you're supposed to know that these characters are gonna be okay. They can yeah. handle themselves. Yeah. I mean, it would super suck if they just die <laughs> immediately. Just massacred. <laughs> yeah. And then as the credits are rolling, the credits are over shots of Gary's basement. And Gary's basement is super fun because it's like like a crazy Veronica Mars calls it a crazy ass murderer wall <laughs> where it's it's like pictures and strings hung up all over his walls and um whole bunch of details and it, it's like a whole bunch of information about like when game night's gonna happen, how to get myself invited to game night. Here's all the things yeah. I need to buy for my for Gary's plan. But there's also a bunch of other fun things that are, like, about them. Like, he printed out detailed things about each person who's involved in game night, like, as background information. And in it, we see that Ryan went yeah. to Harvard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's got, like, it's like a Harvard graduation thing. Um, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's it's a really cool movie. Um, there's a lot to be said for the style, and the music is awesome. Mm-hmm. The music reminds me a lot of the Social Network soundtrack of just kind of, like, electronic, like, mm-hmm. beeping and boopins and, like, fast-paced, like, high energy. It makes you, like, it's really building anticipation. And then really nice purple and pink and blue color schemes that are, like, setting the mood. Everything looks kind of neon or, like, a game board. Yeah. And great characters. Mm-hmm. Um, not the most, like, dimensional, but you get what they're doing, and it's fun. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good assessment of that. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's a couple more fun facts. Um, some of them you've already touched on, which is great, but this one is breaking down a lot of the references to games that they do. One that we didn't talk about, maybe you already thought of this, I definitely didn't, but it's super cool. It's the operation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool for his arm. It's um, like operation. It's exactly like that if we're trying to reach yeah. in and, and take the stuff out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the thing about the car being a Monopoly plate and a Monopoly piece. So it's they, the dog. They also included the dog. Yeah. And the fact that Brooks's house is on the boardwalk. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Very cool. Put a lot of time they in They really movie. did put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. Um, which just makes it, because it, it didn't get a lot of attention, and it just kind of looked like, I've seen that, because it looks a lot like date night. Of like, And it's called game night, yeah. and it's a I, similar I plot. looked it up, and I was like, oh, are these from the same creators? And nobody's related at all. I figured um, it would be kind of the same vibe as that, like, tag movie. So I I searched um, Game Night, and Tag is like related searches. And Tag actually did a really cool thing with their style as well. There's a lot of slow motion and then sped up moments that lended itself a lot to the movie. But it was also just a bad movie. Uh, Uh, Jeremy Renner crushed it. He was amazing in it. Um, but, like, the just the dialogue... He looked, like, the, the funniest part, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dialogue wasn't very funny. But then there was also, like, this super dark storyline about cancer. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Within it as well. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You told us about it. Yeah. Um, ratings. Rate it, Kimmy. What do you think? I thought it sounded really good. I'm definitely yeah. going to do, like, an eight. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think I'd give it a solid eight just because I think it's pretty hard for a comedy to get a nine in comparison to other movies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it a lot. I mean... I give it a seven because I'm harsh like that. <laughs> and so that gives us, like, we'll say like a 75% or like a seven and a half. Cool. Seven and a half uh, is what it deserves from all of our ratings. And yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a very I fun time. seriously want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's if fun. Anything, like I would say, mostly the thing we can't explain to you is the style. Like you just gotta see it. I know that's see it. my main intrigue, yeah. and also Michael C. Hall's performance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's really fun. And we I did leave him. out some jokes that you'll be able to laugh at and yeah. hear them fresh for the first time. Cool. Um, and you can really understand what that Fight Club moment was about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to wrap up our week, what are you guys gonna add to your watch list? I can go first because I know what I want. Go for it. Next week uh, on Friday, Brie Larson's directorial debut, Ooh, yeah. Unicorn Story, comes to Netflix. That looks really interesting. Which I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for a release date. And I was hmm. like, once Captain Marvel came around, I think she just was so bogged down by that. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just never going to happen. And then to see that Netflix picked it up, I was so excited because I think that might be a good home for it. Um, yeah, it seems like it. I don't really know if it's going to be amazing or not, but I will watch the heck out of it because it seems pretty and it mm-hmm. seems like a quirky, cool idea. And I just would like to know what she has to say from behind the, yeah, the camera. It, and, and like, yeah. From the trailer, it just looked like a very interesting look into necess- not necessarily everyone's directorial debut is going to be you know, this is my life, but it just seems like it gives us a really interesting look into what's behind her, you know, because when when you're playing a part, you can't really do that in the same way. And I, I really do just love when actors try their hand at that. She's also in it. And she's also in it. Um, I saw a trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, this year had a lot of directorial debuts for actors, I felt like Joel Edgerton doing Boy Erased that I really liked. Jenna Hill. Jonah Hill doing oh, mid-90s, yeah. and then I think the best of them was Paul Dano's Wildlife. Love which, Wildlife. Oh my yeah. god, it had so much to it, mm-hmm. and it was just a, such a story and such a, like, a, just an energy and a commentary from him as a director, where you're like, I understand Paul Dano mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Him and Zoe have written and directed, other, not directed, but written things together, and I've gotten to see that side, and so he's written and started his own stuff before, but it was really cool to see him mm-hmm. write and uh, direct in that. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see what Brie Larson has to say. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've talked about it a little bit, but as it's approaching, I'm just getting more and more excited, like, every day. Everybody loves Shazam, you guys. Wow. It sounds like it's going to be super good. I actually heard this review, which I already thought it was probably going to be good, even if it didn't blow my mind. And I don't want to, like, set anyone's expectations too high or anything. (laughs) But I did hear commentary where they said that a lot of superhero movies fall victim to the third act because it's hard to do something different. You know what I mean? And they said that this movie was so good that when they got to the third act, they were like, do whatever you want to me. I'm still going to be okay with it because the rest of this movie was very strong. And then they surprised them and had a very good third act. Wow. That's cool. Because it doesn't look like it's going to have like one big boss villain or be annoying like that. It looks like it's going to do something different. It does. Cool. And Zachary Levi just looks electric. He's such a hunk. Electric. I didn't mean for that to be punny. But he (laughs) does. He seems like he has this... Very charismatic. He's the persona. most charismatic person. Yeah. yeah. What he did with Flynn Rider in Tangled, and that's yeah. just his voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that kid actor. He's amazing. And I, I thought this was, and this is part of what's influencing me saying this, but I watched this interview with Bill Skarsgård once, where he was talking about 
that scene yeah. uh, where he's just traumatizing the heck out of that actor. Yeah. And he the kid's arms crying, and it's just horrifying. And he's like, man, I am scarring this kid for life. And he just felt so bad, and the scene's over. And before he can say anything, the kid immediately is normal, like, even though there's still tears all over his face, and he just goes, love what you're doing with the character. Great job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 12-year-old. And I just am like, yeah. oh, props to that kid. He's adorable. He, he was... One of the better kids from it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and my sister and I always say to each other, sorry, mommy. Sorry, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mommy. Yeah, I adore him. Yeah, he's so. cute. Okay, good. That's a good one. That yeah. comes out this week. I think it might be next. Actually, yeah. Wow. Is it this week? The fifth? I think it's on Thursday. I have to put Mother on my watch list. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps talking to me about it. Lawrence movie? Yes. Everyone keeps telling me tidbits about it, and I'm like, why haven't I still seen this? I guess Rachel McAdams, shout out. I, I haven't seen Spotlight, and I, I think. <gasps> oh, you haven't? Yeah. Oh, I really like Spotlight. Oh, yeah, you and I were talking about that in the car the other day. Uh-huh. I haven't seen a lot of movies from that award season. I haven't yeah. seen Short, Short, the, the Big, Big Short. Short. Oh, that one's good, too. Yeah. Wow, I own that and Spotlight. Great. Because really? once those two movies came out, I watched them an unhealthy amount. Wow. As if they were just, like, fun rom-coms I could have in the background. I was going to say. And I shouldn't have. <laughs> for sure, Spotlight, I was like, I don't need to watch this for ten years. And I patted it on the head. Oh, no. I watched it about ten times wow. a month. And I was like, I need to know more. Guys, when we... <laughs> I've told you this before, but when we... Uh, that was, like, the first time I actually did an Oscar ballot that year that Brie Larson oh, yeah? won for Room, wow. and that was the same year of that movie, and I picked Mark Ruffalo to win Best Actor. Do you remember? Mark Rylance. Yeah, and said Mark Rylance, and I legit like almost already was standing up, and then I was like, oh, my bad. Uh, I think he probably was, too. Mark yeah. Rylance. Ruffalo's are, already halfway yeah. up to the stage. Oh my gosh, so amazing. <laughs> he like would, I, he would the Buffalo question. He's a very humble guy. He's a very yeah. humble dude. Yeah, those are good choices, Kimmy. Thanks. Do you yeah. have one that you're going to watch first, do you think? I don't know. I like both of them. Yeah. I like Spotlight more, but Mother's good. And that's I, one where I saw it once, and I was like, never again. I, my biggest takeaway, I watched that with my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, and there's this part where Michelle Pfeiffer is taking wet clothes out of the laundry and throwing yeah. it onto the dirty garage floor, and me and my sister go, ah, never. <laughs> what a travesty. Well, yeah, she's a monster. Yeah, she's, like, trying to make this girl's monster. life hell. Oh, okay, yeah. Recommendations. Well, last thing we're going to do, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I recommend Shrill. I-, I thought it was hilarious. I really didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Courtney was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, mm, not really. Okay, let's try yeah. it out. And like by the first couple sentences, I was like cackling like a hyena. Oh, that's it was awesome. great. Yeah. It was great. I was like, and everybody in the show is like really recognizable as like individuals in your life. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like something that you can relate to um, on any kind of level because a lot of it is about like self-image and self-esteem and then people putting you down and, you know, and, and the main character kind of, like, finding her own confidence. And I'm like, that's what I need in my life. Somebody who tells the people who are putting her down to fuck off Mm. and that she's confident and she deserves to be heard. I'm like, that's what I need. Like, thank you. To tell, oh, yes. Thank you, Amy Ryan. Thank you. It's such a lovely show. Also, Barry comes back very soon. I know. (laughs) 
talking about that. And we then watched I was, the trailer for it. Can we have you seen the trailer for it yet? I don't know. I think so. And then she asked me if I'd watch any more, and I said, I've only watched number two, but I would love to watch more. I'm going to yes. just go right off that. I'm going to steal that. Barry comes back. Uh, <gasps> oh, my gosh. Guys, you know what I want to add to my watch list also? Because it comes out so soon, mm. and Courtney and I were also talking about this yesterday. Fosse Verdun, starring Sam Rockwell. I cannot <laughs> wait. It comes out, I think, next week. I wow. think the same day as Shazam. Guys, Barry comes back tonight. Oh Dude. my god. <laughs> Guess what we're doing? <laughs> Courtney's but, like, sleep who? <laughs> to the listeners, this is going to be really outdated, but uh, we told we will you have, we were doing two in one day. So. We will have already watched Barry. <laughs> and boy, and was it great. Will we have watched Fosse yet? Uh, no, Fosse comes out on the 9th. Barry comes out the 31st, and so does the series finale of Veep. So I'm going to recommend Barry and Veep. I like that we only recommended TV shows this time around. I was literally just going to say, I feel like that kind of happens often in our recommendations, which is fine. Yeah. You know, TV shows are important, too. Yes. Uh, And I'm going to recommend Mr. Robot. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for Barry. Kimmy, I'm going to watch it without you, heads up. No. <laughs> I have to, and then I'll watch it again with you. Fine. But also keep in mind, that's what I did with season one. It's true. I've seen it two times all the way through before I showed you it. Who's going to watch season one with me? I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. I showed it to her, I showed it to my dad, I watched it on my own, so I've seen it three times now. Next week, we return um, with an episode of explanations from Kimmy and Courtney as we explain Swiss Army Man to Kayleen. Yeah. If you haven't seen Swiss Army Man, it's uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, and it's available on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and boy, is it fun. And this recommendation came to us, so now we're using Riley's movie suggestion for Mm -hmm. Swiss Army Man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Riley. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, well, catch us there because we're excited. Have a great week, everyone. Call a friend, drink water, enjoy the sunshine, get eight hours of sleep. We love you. Stop telling them what to do. I'm supporting healthy lifestyles. But also do what you want. We love you. Also, rate, review, and subscribe.